0: To uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding.
1: What's up everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you guys are all having a brilliant day so far. I'm so grateful that you've chosen to spend an hour with us today as you connect back with yourself, you know, sink into what truly matters for your life and get clear on what it means to be a human being throughout all of this madness. (laughs) And uh, to help us connect back with our being is this week's guest, Ms. Makosi, Candice Pitts. So it is actually really wild for me to think about the profound impact that Makosi has had on my life in a very short, short, short period of time. I met Makosi at a spirituality retreat where she was helping us go through some shamanic rituals and different meditation practices. And she was leading us on these guided journeys to connect back with ourselves. And within a very short period of time, she was able to help me feel into and remember certain truths about myself that I just had forgotten, or I would, didn't want to look at, or I wanted to ignore. And it's one of those things, truth is a really funny thing, because we can use our minds to make logic all the time. Like our minds will look at the pros and cons of a situation, we'll try and think about, outweigh the values and the, the downs, and we'll do all that. But truth is one of those things that will hit you like a brick like when you feel it you just feel it you're just there's there's no there's no need to justify it there's just a knowing inside and i think when you can lean into that truth and really feel into and allow that to guide your life that's when you start living free that's when you start living into authenticity and that's when you truly start to tap into intuition and use that to guide The decisions you make in your life. And, you know, that's what Makosi helps people do. She's a spiritual ascension master. She's a human potential expert. And she's an authentic African shaman and worked very, very, very hard to earn that title, which we will talk about later on the episode. But, you know, this is one of those episodes that I couldn't wait to get out just because I've been going through so much change in my life over the past several months. You know, me and my uh, relationship ended businesses shut down, new ones are starting, and I'm really leaning more into living authentically through myself and being honest with myself. And you know, this episode was almost like a like a come to being. Like this episode talk the whole conversation was about freedom. It was about sovereignty. It was about living your most authentic life. It was about not being afraid and not doing things just because others tell you to do them or because you're afraid of the outcome. No, it's about trusting that life is showing you the way. It's about trusting the fact that incredible opportunities and experiences will start flowing the more you trust in yourself. It's about living the life you secretly desire, but your mind doesn't even think it's a possibility. You know, this episode is about connecting back with truth. This episode is about being in alignment with the voice in your heart over the voices in your mind that weren't even yours in the first place. Uh, If your mind causes a lot of trouble, which I imagine most of us are like that, I am definitely in that boat. If your mind is always getting in the way of your heart's deepest desires, then this episode's going to unlock something for you. You know, I've been really leaning more and more into trusting my heart and my intuition. And the more I do that, the better my life gets. So I'm super excited for you guys to get to know Mikosi. I'm super excited for you guys to hear us really open up and talk about a lot of vulnerable stuff that, man, uh, but it's truth. All the vulnerability expressed is truth. And we do that so that you can find joy, confidence, and courage in your own truth. And the more you trust your truth, the better your life gets. So enjoy it. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, All that means is that every single time we uh, unleash a new episode, it's going to come right into your inbox, whether you're on Spotify or iTunes or any of them. If Makosi or I say anything that really connects you back to yourself, leave us a review, reach out to us on, on social media, let us know how this episode is impacting you. And um, other than that, guys, enjoy. Now, this one is a really special one for me, just based on the impact Mikosi's had on my life. And I can't wait for you guys to experience the magic that is hers. So, without further ado, here is the amazing Makosi Candice Bits. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. Hope you guys are ready for a rocket ship of
0: a conversation in the in the making, uh, Makosi. How are you?
2: Fabulous, fabulous darling.
0: Um <laughs> I am. I am
1: <laughs> somewhat nervous, uh, yet extremely. It's like nervousness and excitement are two sides of the same coin. Like I'm feeling the butterflies on both ends because the last intimate conversation you and I had led to one of the most spiritually revealing breakthroughs that I've personally ever experienced in my life. And it sort of created a sense of, uh, we were riffing on this earlier, but the word freedom came up and the word sovereignty came up, but it truly did create a sense of release for me in understanding that I was supported by things that I could not see. So I wanted to sort of start with, The idea of sovereignty and why sovereignty is something that human beings crave in the pursuit of life in general.
2: I think that in just watching and observing how humans, how we go about life, we exist in this really incredible time not to say this is the only time this has happened before, but we have created as a collective this way where most of us are able to really explore the final frontier, the inner frontier. Human beings for so many Generations have been really preoccupied with just like the basic needs food, shelter, relationships, community, all of that. And in much of history, the majority of people were preoccupied with those things. And so then you would have just a small group of people who would have the flexibility and um, the freedom to explore the meaning of life, why we're here, who we are. And those people were, you know, very sacred, very holy people and held a lot of power, right? But now we see for the first time in a while, (laughs) in some generations, we see this opportunity where Not only can people actually take the time to explore themselves, they actually have the time (laughs) to be able to do that if they so choose it, but also because of the internet and we, you know, we've become a more global society. We actually have access to so many other people who have, who have the tools for that journey of inner exploration So I do believe that uh, most people have that desire to like want to know why they're here, want to know what their purpose in, in the world is, want to know who they really are, who their essence is. But when you are so preoccupied, it just gets really difficult to be able to do that. So we have this really great opportunity, but now people are starting to wake up to the fact that they actually have power in their lives that their life isn't just happening to them that through re- personal responsibility and through personal mastery they can then create the abundance the freedom the impact etc that they really came to this life to have
1: what is being a sovereign individual feel
2: like? Hmm. I think that there is no more human feeling than being sovereign. It is when certain events are happening around you and you carry not only the awareness that, hey, I am actually playing a role in this, but also having the tools to be able to move through those, to be able to bend reality, to be able to create and manifest the experience that you want to have, then the world becomes your playground for real. Mm. It really does become your playground. And then it all becomes about not exhibiting your power over the physical plane, but then it becomes this awareness that, hey, so many people are not aware that, that's, that, that they can actually influence their circumstances, the environment. And the more that I can assist others in various ways and uplift others, then I also get to experience more joy, more bliss, et cetera. Because on this journey, of course, at some point, you do have the experience of of oneness. But most people don't actually have the experience of it, the, the knowing of it. It's just like an idea. And when it's just this idea, what ends up happening is we start to believe that oneness is sameness,
1: I want to give some 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 context to some of these words because I think a lot of people listening may this may be the first time they're ever hearing the word oneness or this may be the first time they're ever hearing the word sovereignty and this may be the first time they're ever even experiencing the idea that anything and everything is possible. So when we when we speak about this oneness like what are you referring to and what is a feeling of oneness What does that feeling feel like? How does somebody know when they're experiencing oneness?
2: Let's go to science because science is starting to catch up and a lot of people can relate to or at least understand the language of science. So I I talk about spirituality, but really what I'm talking about is also science. It's very tangible things. So in science, we have this understanding that everything is connected. So if you dive into... Quantum physics, at all, you will see there's so many studies that show not only the relationship between particles (laughs) that they can literally impact each other far distances, right? But then also there's science behind even the observer effect. So if I'm actually seeing something that has an influence on. That thing. Just my mere observation of a thing influences the thing. So when you see that or understand it in your mind, that is one level. That's, of course, where most things are going to start. But the experience of it is when you start to feel in your Literal body, so your body will have literal reactions or let's call them even premonition or intuition or physical sensations of connectedness mm. so this can look like i mean for i 'll just use personal examples shortly after having my son. It was like two days after I had my son I came home and um, i Woke up four o'clock in the morning and nothing, like I wasn't sick. I wasn't like throwing up. I didn't have a fever. Like nothing was wrong, but there was a a knowing in my body that says, get up, get dressed, go to the hospital. And I did it. I get to the hospital. They immediately take me back. I had developed postpartum preeclampsia and my blood pressure was. Like they were like, I don't know how you're standing here right now. That's how high your blood pressure is. And I ended up being in the hospital for five days. Yeah. With no symptoms. I think most people have had at least a gut, a gut feeling of, I probably shouldn't do this. Something's about to go wrong. Or Mm. I feel like somebody's going to call me. Or just Mm. something's not right right? Everyone's had those feelings. That is you getting a little tiny glimpse of what it feels like to be interconnected to everything all the time. Those are the little glimpses that we all get to have. The problem is we get so, we've been so conditioned out of it. We really get into like overanalyzing over, you know, just so logical about things because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Our brain likes to think right. <laughs> in a very linear way. That's what I love about quantum physics is it shows you that actually the nature of reality can't be understood by the, by the mind, that there mm-hmm. is the majority of reality, 99% of reality cannot be perceived by the brain.
1: So is true sovereignty and true freedom really relinquishing the role of the mind in that capacity and leaning into the wisdom of the body, the heart, the gut, and that connected nature? Absolutely. How does one learn to trust these connected sources, these feelings in our bodies uh, in a way that can truly lead to spiritual freedom?
2: Yeah, yeah. it's one of those interesting uh, paradoxes, spirituality is so full of, of these paradoxes, you learn to trust them by learning to trust them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right? right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, you want to be more intuitive, uh, you become more intuitive, right? So it's giving permission, really. Yeah. It's like, it's giving permission to be your, your true self without judging it without, does it need to make sense? Without, well, does it fit in the plan? (laughs) Is this how I'm going to get to this place? Everywhere I've gotten in my life, that's really meant anything. That's, that's really brought me any fulfillment. And also PSY, my life is freaking magical. Like People see it, they're like, How are you doing this? How is that happening? This is magic, literal magic. And I'm not here doing much, but it is trusting my own spirit over my mind, over what anybody else thinks. I mean, I will throw it in the trash. If I'm sitting here with you right now, Raj, and all of a sudden my spirit says, get up and run to the store, I'm going to be like, Raj, I got to go. I got to go to the store. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to find there. I don't know what it's going to mean. I don't have to sit and plan it out and maybe I'll meet so-and-so or maybe, no, I'm going to figure it out when I get there. Mm. And if I don't, I'm going to at least have a really cool experience. Hmm. I'm going to have a really cool experience.
1: There's an element of surrender that's just so necessary to hearing and feeling and operating from that, from that truth It's the surrender that you either don't have all the answers or you don't need all the answers in order to get what you want. I think even opening that door a little bit opens the pathway to you practicing that muscle Right like so when have you always been really in touch with that spirit or did you develop that intuition and that voice get stronger over time like like can you walk us through sort of like the journey for you
2: Yeah I would say for me I was born I was born with what I guess people would call the extra extra sensory supernatural abilities they're not supernatural they are very natural abilities that really anyone can can access them I was really blessed to be pretty aware of them but I also have a pretty rebellious spirit so even though I would be trying to fit in there was still an element of me where I was like "Eh." (laughs) that's the best way to describe it "Eh." And so um, I kind of followed the the societal game for a while. So I did the whole like, if you get good grades, if you go to the college, Hmm. if you do all those things, you know, you'll get the success. I did all of that and I got the success. And so it was when I, I got out of college, I had decided not to go to med school. That was my plan. Was med school, and I got a couple of business degrees just as like a fallback. And then I had my son, and so after a really difficult time trying to get pregnant, a really difficult pregnancy, and then of course you know the postpartum preeclampsia and like nearly dying in that situation, I decided okay, medical school is not for me because here I have this little bundle of boy, and my heart just wants to be with him. I can't like it would for me, it was not an alignment to go and be in med school or to go and then have to be in residency. Like we're talking about my, my son's, it would have been my son's entire right. childhood to do that. But I was like, you know what? Worst case scenario, if I want to do it, I'll, I can go back. I can do it later. And so after that, I, I ended up working, Working was not helpful because I'm leaving my son still 40 hours a week in daycare. So then I got into direct sales and I blew up in direct sales. So nine months, I get to the top 1% of that company. And of course, in direct sales, you're getting the, you're getting the trips. You're getting the mansion parties. You're getting all the things, right? I had what everyone would say was success. And I was like, hmm this ain't cutting it. This isn't it. I'm not fulfilled. Like this can't be why I'm here because there's still all of these other aspects of me that I'm not bringing out into the world that I can't, that Mm. I'm, that I'm stifled. So that's where I started to develop this understanding that purpose Our purpose for being here is to be that full version of ourselves. And so when I shifted into, okay, if I'm going to find fulfillment by being my full authentic self all the time and not stifling it in order to fit into what this company says or what my mom wants or what my husband expects from me, but I just live my truth Mm -hmm. and I follow where my inner compass, where my gut Tells me to go. Where my curiosity, where's my energy flowing? What's interesting me? What can I just like pick up and just consume it? Because I'm just like, yeah, I want that. I want to learn about that or I want to do that. The more that I did that, the more synchronicities happened, the more really crazy things came about. Mm, Yeah. The more out of this world, ridiculous opportunities popped up that made no sense. Like there was no way I could have planned them. Like I became a shaman, not because I wanted to become a shaman. That was not on the radar. It happened because I just took one step. I don't know where this is taking me, but I'm going to learn something along the way. I'm going to have some experience that's going to get me closer to what I want to be living, which is fulfillment which is freedom, which is abundance and being okay with people thinking I'm nuts. People being like, what are you doing? Like you, why aren't you in med school? (laughs) What is happening here? And now you're traveling to Africa. That doesn't make sense. And letting go of all of that judgment because every time someone's making those judgments or creating these societal expectations, It's coming from their own prison, their Mm. own inner prison. When they are saying you should go to school in order to be successful, they are showing you their prison bars. They are Mm. showing you that I believe the only way that I can experience quote unquote success is this, Mm. these steps. Yeah. And so they're just projecting onto you what their perspective of the world is. And there are as many perspectives. There are as many realities of this world as there are people. Yeah. So are you living Uh for yourself or for everyone else?
1: Oh, man. I'm really sinking into the magic of listening to that voice. And leaning into that voice and creating in the direction of that voice and trusting in the synchronicities that show up when you magically begin to lean into what feels right. I've been experiencing a lot of that recently. Like I went from the shoulds that I should be with this person. I need to do this thing. I have to go into that role to letting go of anything that wasn't in alignment, that wasn't authentically me. And the more I actually embrace authenticity, the more vibrant my life gets. And it doesn't even like I have to have it all figured out. It's like, I can be 60% sure that this is a direction that feels right. I'm actually 51% sure that this is a direction over it not being a direction. And even that cracked open little door, that window then, Creating in that way then allows the next step. And it changes the mindset of waiting for the next best thing to experiencing the best next thing. And it's, it's the synchronicities that show up in the magic and the deliciousness of all of these moments sort of just interconnecting into a path that is so uniquely yours. And maybe that is that feeling of, of, we talked about actualization earlier and I want to really dive into that, like self-actualization, right? Like, can you actualize into anything that isn't your highest self without traveling down a path that is only for you to travel?
2: (laughs) No, you can't. (laughs) Raj, no, you can't do that. Because, I mean, okay, think about it. According to science right now, there's a one in four trillion chance that you would exist. And that's where science is right now. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, it's, in, it's a one in infinity chance <laughs> that you, in this moment, with all of the characteristics that are you, with all of the experiences that are you... There was a very little chance that you would exist this way in this moment. So then when we're trying to self-actualize based off of a framework, based off of a map, based off of this very linear analytical way of being that's coming from the mind, based off of what we saw before, well, there's a real problem there because now we're trying to follow a map for a place that doesn't exist anymore because you built the map off of something that happened in the past mm. but you're trying to move into the future but the future doesn't exist either
1: <laughs> I, I was going to i was going to lean into that how do you how do you know what to trust in the present moment
2: so i get this question a lot because we live in such a society that really puts us in this hyper-masculine way of being. And when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about the energy, the masculine energy. I'm not talking about male or female because I see women in it a lot, <laughs> a lot. And so surrender, submission, quote unquote, even trust starts to look very weak. Yeah. We see it as weak. And that is why most people don't want to, you know, that's why we try and reject it. I don't want to be that. But what we find is that when we're talking about trust, it doesn't have to do with anything outside of yourself. It's really impossible to trust anything outside of yourself.
1: Whoa. Wow, that's that, that statement has a lot of power to it because your thoughts are outside of yourself too, ultimately, right? If mm-hmm. they're happening, if your thoughts of the future, thoughts of the past, at the end of the day, the only thing that you can trust then is what you're feeling in the present moment. That really is then the only thing worth trusting is what do you feel in this moment?
2: Absolutely. It's about yourself. <laughs> it's about yourself. So a lot of people get kind of caught up in spirituality and their, and their challenge with it is like, I'm trusting the universe or I'm trusting source or I'm trusting guides or I'm trusting God or I'm trusting a guru. But what we're talking about is actually yourself. And when I'm yeah. saying yourself, I'm not even talking about I'm talking about the version of you that's hearing the thoughts.
1: Oh my God, this is like so it's all so really then even you accessing all of these external entities is really just so you can feel confident in the choices that you are choosing to make yourself. It's like you're seeking spiritual support for whatever is unfolding in your own consciousness, like it's yours. And that's such a power, and that actually comes back to the whole sovereignty and freedom aspect, because then truly the most free thing you can do is to believe in yourself, it's to, is to trust yourself implicitly and fully, and to lean into whatever instinct, that intuition, that gut voice is like that. You can reach out and get support. But ultimately, you're not seeking answers outside of you. You're actually seeking support for you choosing an answer inside of you. Am I
2: hitting that right? Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So even when we're talking about, this is something I see a lot of people even struggle with, you know, when we're talking about more esoteric or or out there things, woo woo, whatever people want to call it. Mm. Yeah. I'm just I I often reiterate when I say when I'm talking about you connecting with your ancestors and with your guides or with source, what I'm talking about is you. That's why I say there's no separation between you and them, and them and you. If we're talking about your ancestors, we're talking about your DNA. We're talking about you. We're talking about what's in you.
1: Let me ask you something. All right, so obviously you and I have had some very intimate conversations that I'm not going to get into super detail on on the publicly listened to podcast. But <laughs> like, in in a nutshell, like there's spirit guides, there's spirit animals, there's ancestors, there's God, right? There's there's nature. There's there's all these different manifestations of spiritual entities that we may go to or call upon in different areas of our lives. So if If your DNA is your ancestors, I I see that. What about the others? Like, why does our human spirit manifest or call in so many different signs? Like, I feel like those signs that the universe gives you, like whether it's an animal or whether it's like a ding, 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 or whether it's a symbol, like how do those signs choose you? Like, I, I guess I'm just curious, like, what is, what are all these signs that the universe might give you on the way to your truth? Like, how do those show up like how do those, how are those the signs that show up for you
2: okay so if we understand that we can pull in a little science again <laughs> because science can help make it a little bit more tangible for people we don't have to talk about it in that way but it does help if we look at an atom an atom is 99.9% empty space we're only seeing 0.1% of That atom. So if you then, as above, so below, macro, micro, if you see in the atom, this is the experience of reality, then that is also happening for you. So you are filtering in information. So right now, Raj, I don't know what you're looking at. You don't know what I'm looking at, but I'm sitting here, I'm focused on this. But there's a lot of stuff that's happening beyond what, you know, what I'm focusing on. There's different colors. There's different shapes. There's some scents and et cetera, et cetera, that I can see that I'm still not even filtering in. And then there's a lot of quote unquote empty space that I'm not seeing as well. So when you see something pop up as a synchronicity or as a symbol or something, and it catches your awareness There is something, it's reflecting to you an aspect of yourself. It is reflecting to you an aspect of yourself. So this was why in our ancient spiritual systems, all of the the gods and the goddesses were associated with aspects of nature. They had these experiences very grounded and in nature. And so being able to relate to the physical environment, essentially serves to keep you connected to to the human experience and also at the same time, the sacred aspect of yourself.
1: Because I don't know if I told you this, but after we had our spiritual experience, where I got to really experience those incredible spirits showing up into my life, they sparked a memory and an emotion in me that then led to me officially breaking up with my girlfriend of eight years. It was like the catalyst, the catalyst. And I can't even explain the visceral feeling that I had the knowing in my heart that like that girl was not the girl for me. And it was, it was scary, but it felt like truth. And I don't know if I've ever felt that level of truth before in my life. And it goes to show, I think, when, when you truly do stop thinking your way through life and you allow those feelings to then tell you, because I feel like we know, we know, we may convince ourselves that we don't know, but we know we'll go through every, we'll go through every single trick in the book to try and tell us or convince us that what we know is wrong because of what we should know or what we should do or what's less scary or all of it but when you taste a knowing it is so viscerally powerful that it makes everything else obsolete it's like the focusing agent of death like i feel like when we when we tune into the present moment you know you become very viscerally aware of life and death in that moment Right, what's very real and what's very not real. And I think that focusing agent of presence with what you are feeling in your body creates that that direction, that rudder, which then leads to the next steps that you undoubtedly take without knowing where you're going. And the symbols, the spirits, the stories, the things that we create Like That experience was one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had, and it led to one of the most powerful decisions I've ever made, which has then influenced one of the most incredible journeys that I've ever been on. And I don't know why it manifested in that way. And my mind wants to figure out everything. My mind right now is like, I want to know, what do these symbols mean? I want to
0: know, like, why the hell did this show up, Makosi? I want to know, like... What does that mean? What does this spirit animal mean? I want
1: to know all of it. Like, let me figure it all out so I can make sense of this and put it in a book one day. Like, there's my my mind that's going crazy, but the knowing doesn't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) The knowing doesn't give a shit because in the knowing, in the present moment, all there is is truth. And that truth is sovereignty, I think. That truth is freedom. When you don't need a story and you just believe the truth. What else is there needed, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. P.S. Just in case your ex is listening. (laughs) Sorry. No, I did not tell him.
0: (laughs) Here's the beautiful thing. Here's the beautiful thing. Like you didn't tell me to do anything. That's the beautiful thing. I told myself. I showed myself. I
1: realized the truth by looking at a reflection of something that I was scared to look at fear became the fear of an, a comfortable way of life dying led to the most viscerally life-giving experience. It was, it was me speaking to me. You didn't do anything. And I want to be very clear (laughs) about that for if you are listening, I'm very clear. You didn't do anything. You just showed me, you showed me my truth or you created this the container for me to see my truth. And I think there's something really powerful in that. And I think that you don't need to be in a shamanic setting to have that type of an experience. right? Life is constantly giving us these signs and these clues. My first wake-up call was my mentor passing three months before his retirement date when I worked full-time in corporate America. That was the first, like, Sign Like there were a hundred people who knew that person in that moment that didn't take that experience and turn it into a life changing narrative, which influenced the next two years of 18 hour work days. But for some reason, my spirit saw that and it turned it into a, it turned it into a narrative. It turned it into a story that I needed to pursue my truth and create my unique set of steps to experience something that was so present and personal to me. And I think there's something really beautiful when you just start listening and you start watching and you stop trying to make sense of it all and you just lean in.
2: Yeah, I think there's, I'm, I'm glad that you're bringing up this word visceral. It's very in the body because so many people approach spirituality or personal development, etc., And also many other things trying to like escape The human experience, right? Like I need to do this meditation to be out of my body. It's kind of like this escapism. But the truth is in this moment, it's in the present, it's in the body. It's happening all the time. And so my way of approaching things is not about transcending out or you know having out of body experience but actually in body really really being in your human experience and at the same time be so deeply connected to your essence to your to your non-physical higher self spirit etc your soul be so connected There's not even a, there's not even a word for what I really want to say. I can't really fully explain it because the minute I put a word on it, it limits it. The minute I put a word on it, it limits what the experience is. So there is this way of being that every human being can attain or can be. It's just about being. It's not about going anywhere. It's not about advancing and becoming and da-da-da. It's actually more of a shedding. Mm. It's more of appealing the layers back of all of these aspects of yourself that you've been operating from that are those shoulds, woulds, but it makes sense. This is the plan, etc. And allowing yourself. And surrendering to, who am I really? Who am I authentically? What is that unique essence, that unique expression that I came to be in this world? And how can I bring that to this moment? And this moment. And this moment. And this moment. And calling yourself back to that often. And being open to just observing. So most people really get caught up in what I call dishonest questions. They're asking questions with an answer already in mind. Yes. Looking they for They know evidence. the answer.
1: <laughs> they're, they're just trying, and I've, I've, I've fallen victim to this. I mean, I think we all have, and mm-hmm. I I hope everyone listening, like we're both, this is a very vulnerable conversation. And the reason we're going here is because we want you to know that you're not alone. It doesn't matter what level of spiritual maturity you have. It doesn't matter where you're starting out or where you're at right now. We've all been in situations where we've literally looked and sought out people and things that are going to validate something that, we are very afraid of finding an alternative viewpoint too mm-hmm. and we build our communities and our friend circles and our advisors and our guides around protecting something that we are so afraid of facing and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that if that's the choice you're making in your life to live with that's okay but in the spirit of exploring self actualization in the spirit of exploring true potential. And the spirit, uh, if you're sitting here and listening and asking, you know, why am I not experiencing that incredible life that I've always wanted? Sometimes it starts with getting really, really, really honest with the answers to the questions you're seeking. And it's tough. It's tough. But this is the work. This is the path to freedom. This, that's why freedom isn't really free until you choose it it can't be. And that's the human condition. That's the duality, right? Like it's been a, it's, it's a delicious dance. It's not an easy one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, most people, when we think of freedom, we think of this ability to do whatever you want, right? This ability to have the means and the resources and the blah, blah, blah. They think that that's, you know, someone telling you, Oh, you can do whatever you want. No true freedom is, choosing to do what is, what is you choosing to be who you are, regardless of, you know, what you should, who you should, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it is this incredible way of being, but it does require you to <laughs> get uncomfortable or get comfortable with being uncomfortable and the minute that you do that without judging it and like i'm just going to accept that this is uncomfortable and like that's okay it all comes up
1: being honest with yourself is the most uncomfortable thing you can do really like i mean i've being honest with yourself being honest with the people around you like it's scary It's scary because we've created these ideas of perfection. We've created these ideas of needing to look a certain way to fit a certain mold of success or a certain mold of happiness or a certain mold of joy. And we've forgotten that true actualization, true sovereignty, true freedom is not any one of those variables. It's actually authenticity. It's the realness of life. It's recognizing that there's the shadow and the light. The duality cannot be experienced without one or the other. You need to embrace all of it and be okay with all of it in order for your life to be the full rich just delightful experience that it's meant to be the one of a one out of an infinity chance that you had to experience something so unique and vibrant and it's scary if you're listening to this podcast then you're clearly somebody who's interested in having scary conversations <laughs> and you're interested in exploring this and Makosi, was there a time where you were afraid of making a decision that was really, really, Mm. really scary or just like a decision that would have altered the course of your life? Can you take us to that time and sort of walk us through where you were and what that ended up being like for you?
2: Oh, so many. So, so many. Pick one. But let's pick, let's pick the one that most people would think is just so not right. So Let's go back to, this is probably what, 2017. I had been on my spiritual journey for some years already, like aware of it. (laughs) And I had been traveling back and forth to Africa, initiating with the Dogon of West Africa for just for myself. This was just about me exploring myself and me really examining and consciously choosing my life in order because i just i i understood that my ability to do that benefits any and everyone who is in my life even if that means that they leave my life it's still a benefit to them and so i had come out of this initiation i had been in initiation for 3 years some things had come up so i was coming into this knowing that i came here to be a spiritual guide, spiritual teacher. At that point, I knew I would become a priestess, shaman, etc., of some sort. But I had an experience where my world was being shaken so drastically. My relationship was crumbling because I had this idea of, oh, well, I'm, I'm this, and so I should be with someone like this too. My partner needs to be like this too, or it's not going to work. And I had also had, so there, there was this reoccurring story in my life of me being betrayed by men. And in that initiatic process, I had a mentor who I uncovered was doing some really dark things in order to try and separate me from my husband, in order to take me as a wife. Mm. That was at least what was in his mind. And so I went through this period of anger, believing myself to be victim. But it was only when I became aware of, wait a minute, where's my power in this? Where was my responsibility in this? Where's the opportunity me to learn something from this because I realized I had been giving, I had been speaking into existence problems in my relationship with my relationship should be like this. My husband isn't being like this and so on and so on and so on, which had then essentially created the opportunity for him to do some of these things. So then when it came time for me to... Take this last step and begin my initiations in South Africa. mind you, I had to take that journey by myself and I'm a you know I'm a woman <laughs> and I'm traveling internationally, going to a place and I had no idea what it entailed and so this fear kept coming up for me about what if something goes wrong what if they You know, what if someone tries to take advantage of me? What if things don't work out for me? What if I'm repeating that story? You know, what if I'm repeating that situation by doing this? And it was very, very scary, especially because the kinds of initiations that happen, these are not soft and cuddly Mm. unicorn poo, very fun, <laughs> cuddly kitty cat, love and light type of situations. Yeah. Um, our initiation to become a shaman is like that. It's grueling. It is hard and not everyone even survives. So I knew going into it that that's the level of difficulty that it would be. And I came to this moment where I said, well, do I spend the rest of my life having this experience where just when I'm about to step into the next level, I give up because it's too hard or I allow my fear to keep me from doing what I know is in alignment for me because all the synchronicities I had dreamed of my teacher a year before I had gone before I even met her. Mm. And then all sorts of like I was very sick and she literally messaged me right after I screamed out loud, whatever I need to do, I will do it. And then boom, my phone went ding the little messenger. And she was like, Hey, are you a healer? And I was like, Oh, snaps. (laughs) That was fast. Manifested mm-hmm. that real fast, and so then it goes back to that level of sovereignty, that level of trust in myself, because I trusted that you know what, even if this doesn't work out the way that I want it to work out, there's an experience that I'm gonna have from this <laughs> there's I'm gonna be getting something there's nothing that I do that I can't take something away from it, yeah, some lesson, and so When, you know, this is one of the very first um, trials that we experience that I think anyone can take away. It is when you ask, when you ask the universe open-ended questions, who am I? And it shows you, believe it, step into Mm. it. So I'm asking the universe these questions. Who am I? Where do I place my foot next? What's next for me? And then these things, these doors open up, these opportunities that are seemingly magical, seemingly synchronistic. I don't believe in coincidences. There is no coincidence. When those happen, trust in yourself that no matter what happens, everything is going to be okay. Yeah. And okay, sure. Like, yeah, you're going to be uncomfortable you're, you might even experience pain. I experienced pain and it's part, it was part of the journey, learning how to be comfortable with discomfort, learning how to surrender. And even to this day, my spiritual, my spiritual mom, she's like, you are one of my favorites because
1: Mm.
2: you just surrender. When you commit to something, you surrender to the process. If I'm going to commit, I'm doing it and I'm going to be all in it and I'm not going to resist and fight it and make it worse because it's the, it's the resistance that makes things harder. It's the resistance that creates suffering. Even you can be in pain. You can feel pain and not suffer, but it's because you believe you shouldn't feel pain that you suffer. It's because you believe you have this expectation and this, this imagination that life should be a certain way that creates your suffering rather than just accepting that. Okay. This is what my soul came to experience right now. What can I, what opportunity lies for me right here? What can I learn from this? What am I, what can I have in this experience? What, what is this experience period and allow yourself, you know, spiritual capacity. The reason why our initiations are like this and and why I share those things with people is because your capacity your capacity for impact in this world, your capacity for love in this world, your capacity for fulfillment in this world, and so on and so forth, is built in your willingness to experience the entire range of the human experience.
0: Boom, baby.
1: Thank you. I, oh man, just hearing that out loud, there's so much resonance in that because. It isn't about choosing joy all the time. It isn't about being peaceful all the time. It isn't about choosing any one spectrum. It's about recognizing that there is a spectrum. It's about recognizing that you're not necessarily responsible for the feelings in the container. You are the container. And the more you align yourself with that container and the more you stretch your own ability to feel everything that shows up in that container, that's what creates the richness of your life. That's what creates the unique concoction of flavors and experiences and memories and decisions and impact and love and fulfillment and journeys and stories. It's the concoction of all of that inside of your container that creates this incredible experience that we coin as a life. And if you keep running from the container and if you stop owning the fact that you have a container and you don't want to look at the container at all, and and be in it, it's going to be a difficult journey. I'm not saying it's any less difficult when you choose to have spiritual sovereignty or spiritual freedom or even pursue spiritual maturity. I'm not saying it's any less easy, but by you choosing to be inside of the container, you're giving yourself the highest chance of living your best life. And living your best life is not about having how much money in the bank. Living your best life is not about having something figured. It's not about any one thing. It's not about being the best parent. It's not about being the best entrepreneur. It's not about being the best shaman. It's not about being the best artist. It's not about doing any one thing. Living your best life is about being fully who you are. And I love that that's where we return to because the idea of spiritual sovereignty, spiritual freedom is really about leaning into every aspect of our being and expressing it fully in whatever direction we need it to go. Not being afraid of the life we created today. Not be af- not being afraid of the agreements we made. Not being afraid to truly trust um, the voice in our in our in our souls. And because you're like just, I I love conversations with you because they're just so like it's it's a really powerful reminder that truth can unlock you in a minute. Right, like our minds can play these stories and keep us trapped for a lifetime, but truth feel like the feeling of truth is is instant, and you know it. And change doesn't really take a long time when you trust the voice of truth. It's like a it's like a hammer from Thor. He just throws that shit down and just (laughs) cracks the whole thing open. It's it's delightful. Um. All right. Well, man, I feel like I could talk to you for hours, but I do want to bring some. I want some closure to this because you do many things and you described many incredible talents that you possess um, over the last hour, really what's present for you. How do you support individuals on this journey? And if anybody wanted to reach out and get in touch, how would they do that?
2: Well, I would say that most people, if they are feeling the urge To reach out to me (laughs) they're gonna know (laughs) and so I mean for the most part I work with people who are who are seekers they've already been in personal development they've already experienced some level of success they've already spent some time looking at some of these things and if this were a video game a video game, this is like the final boss. <laughs> mm. So I work with people in that, you know, that very, that very final place of moving into self-actualization, really becoming that unique adept, that unique transcender version of yourself. And It's a spiritual journey, (laughs) but it's Uh also, yeah, it's not for the faint of heart clearly because what we're talking about is not cute and fuzzy, but it is the most, I mean, I, without a shadow of a doubt, I know that I, that I, when I work with people, we create the most transformational experience someone can have in very, you know, very short Very amount short of time. time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It can happen really fast. I've been able to get to a place where I can say one sentence and then I'd be like, okay, now sit with that for a minute. <laughs> just really be with that one. Cause I just gave you some yeah. real stuff. Um, but if anyone wants to reach out to me, they can find me at the Royal Shaman on Instagram, on Facebook, my website, the Royal Shaman, email me, hello, at the Royal Shaman. I invite anyone who's up for the challenge of a lifetime.
1: <laughs> or or the journey. I want to really, not just the challenge, but a journey. It is. I'm not going to say that everything in my life has been easy after I met you, uh, but <laughs> I'm also not going to say that everything in my life hasn't also been just the, I've experienced so many ranges of bliss and so many ranges of, of, of feeling. Um, and I think that, you know, for anyone listening, if you're interested in really exploring that dimension, like if you feel trapped, it's not because of what you know, it's because of what you don't know and what you can't see, but it's always a feeling and it's in your heart. And so don't be afraid of the unknown. Don't be afraid of the mystical. Don't be afraid of magic. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it can't be profoundly impactful um, in creating and helping you create a life that is more authentic, more aligned, more in your purpose than you know. And uh so we will make all of Mikosi's, uh contact information available so you can reach out to her Um Cozy, he got one last question for you in the midst of everything you've experienced in your life everywhere you're going and everywhere you've been how do you stay grounded
2: I call myself into each and every moment that I catch myself leaving mm-hmm. so simple <laughs> I'm like, what the
1: fuck? Like, like, come on, Mikosi. Like, can't you say more? Just make it harder. Uh, Well, everybody, uh, that, uh, I guess, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. Uh, uh, Before we wrap up, I really just want to say, Mikosi, I am so grateful for you. I, I really do appreciate how authentic how powerfully you own who you are. Like it isn't, like I I think the reason why you inspire such powerful actions from the people that you work with is because of how powerfully you're standing in your own knowing. It's a really beautiful thing. And I'm just really grateful that I get to experience you in, in this lifetime. And I'm very grateful um, that we got a chance to go down the rabbit hole today and just, Dance uh, with all things life. All right, everybody. Well, that's a wrap now for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. Makosi's like, thanks, Raj. It's just another,
0: it's another Tuesday for me. And uh, but uh, I'm your host, Raj. This is your new friend, Makosi. And from us, Stay Grounded. We'll chat soon.